Greetings and salutations. It is the Curse Free Podcast of the Curry Podcast. Curse Free episode of the Curry Podcast. It's cloudy, dingy out. And I hope this weather doesn't continue because I, through fates outside of my control, now facing a two week motorcycle ride. In mid fall, mid fall, we're mid fall. It's not late fall, it's mid fall. I was debating, Get less light out. It might snow. It might snow in Minnesota. One of our biggest snowstorms was the 1991 snowstorm on Halloween, and I think it shut everything down. But that was that was late October. So I think I'm pretty safe, especially now that I'm given I'm going south. Not that I have much choice to go. The only way you can go north is you go to Canada, and then there's the North Pole. That's it. That's how far north we are in Minnesota. So I'm going south. It's going to be warmer. I just don't want it to be like the uh, the ride I did across from Florida to California on Highway 4, was it? Interstate 4? Or was it 10? What was the interstate? I just went straight across. I think it was 10. I-10. Yeah, it was I-10. Went straight across. And, uh, man, it was unseasonably cold for some reason. And, and uh, I even, I was in, uh, what was the town? Louisiana. Not Baton Rouge. Oh, it was Baton Rouge. Yeah, New Orleans is south, and Baton Rouge is north. It was 36 degrees at night. It's like, screw this. This is supposed to be warm. That's why I escaped Minnesota. I mean, it was much worse up north, I understand, but my God. It was cold, and then um, and it kind of got okay. It was all right in Texas, and then it got cool again. It was never like, ah, oh, this is nice, warm, sunny. You never could really escape. You, you only go to get where it's less cold, I'm finding out. That was what my... Uh, my snowbird winter taught me is there's unless you're going to get to the florida keys or you're really going to get close to that equator you're going to go to the caribbean you're going to go to mexico puerto penasco was nice that was you got to get really far south and uh then then maybe you get nice actually nice weather but it's simply less cold uh, than it is up north north of the mason dixon line you simply go south so it is not as sufferable or insufferable so we're going to go visit glorious carl to stop and visit the yahoos in chicago and i don't know what it is with pennsylvania i got a ton of clients and fans out there over in pennsylvania and uh again once again hopefully chris beckloff's dad will let me crash with him this time that's <laughs> although i think maybe i will get all the way i don't know we'll we'll play it by ear as we always do as we always do we don't know what we're doing the next day thankfully i had a. Uh, I had to put in a new shed. The old shed was starting to rot and get tetanus. So I had to tear that one down, put in a new shed, and that set my finances back. That was going to be... And it does more than just people think, oh, well, you got all that. No, I had to put in a new shed, not because that's how much money I have. It's because the shed also, uh, it, it, it's infrastructure. It, it uh, shields the foundation from water and freezing. It also provides a temperature barrier. The shed does a lot of other things than just store crap. So I had to put in a new shed. I put in a nice new shed. I'm like, I want it. They, they said, hey, what, you know, we could put this in cheap. I said, and I'm learning this. I'm learning this. Pay for it to be done with it for the rest of your life. And thankfully, now that I'm older, the rest of my life means like maybe 25, 30 years. It's not that much further into the future. You know, if, if I was young, you know, like roofs, I'm totally under the, the life guarantee of roofs. I could get the cheap roof now. I ain't going to outlast a 30-year roof. 
No way I'm going to outlast a 30-year roof. Right? But when you were 20, when I first bought it, I'd have to get the, uh, well, what was it? I was 24, got my first house up to 60. That's a 40-year roof. Do they even make 40-year roofs? Then I'd have then I'd have stress and angst in my 60s, in my weekdays, my week final last days. Ah, should I repair the roof or not? See? And then I'd have a quandary. No, just better to get it one and done. I never have to deal with it ever again. Get quality tools, fix the car the right time. The motorcycle, let's do the scheduled maintenance, scheduled repair. There it is. No, I don't want to deal with any. I want no downtime. I want an efficient, functional, non-dysfunctioning machine. I want zero problems. And so I said, no, we're gonna do we're gonna put the time into us into this. We're gonna do it right. There's no reason for me to fix it down the road. So we got all the right, like, it, it, it's not wood siding, it's plastic, or not plastic, what do they call it? Vinyl siding. Got the roof shingles on, got everything, it, it, it's there. That thing is going to outlast me. So I don't have to worry about it anymore. Oh, is water getting into the foundation? Not a question anymore. Water is not getting into the foundation. Oh, you young kids are laughing right now. You younger ones. Ah, oh, the old man, Clary. Oh, you what? The old men, the men, my old, the men I refer to as old men, as you are referring to me now. Those old men say, yep, wise kid there. Yep, smart kid. They call me kid, just to show you. You ought to listen to the wise man's old wise mans, because they know what they're talking. Right now, they are all nodding in agreement, saying, yep, that's the way to do it. And you young, you youths, you kids, you could, you could benefit from this wisdom. You can listen. You could go ahead and say, ah, the old man Clary said to do it this way. I'm going to do this. But see, that's the thing. Without pain, I don't think people can learn. I really don't. I've been thinking more and more about wisdom uh, because the nature of asshole consulting is to give wisdom. It's the issue of getting kids to take it. That's the hard part. And I know that when I was younger, I didn't pay attention. Well, I did pay attention, but I didn't heed. I thought, ah, they don't know what they're talking about. Of course, I did have some pretty good reasons not to listen to my elders at that time. Like you guys are, you guys are so screwed. And I wouldn't, if it was a curse, wasn't a curse free podcast. I'd use other words. So if you guys didn't have such effed up lives yourselves, maybe I would have listened. That's the problem. If you got parents where you're like, I no, I no. You got teachers that are like you're like, no, no. They may actually have some gems of wisdom in there, but you can't tell. You can't discern. See, when I screw up, I let you know where I screwed up. That's what I tell you the truth. I say, look, hey, I screwed up in this regard. You don't want to go down that path. And they say, oh, there's some humility in the captain. There's some humbleness in the asshole. He, he's, prevent, he's telling me not, but then when you got these people, oh, nope, this is it. This is the way it is because I'm your father because I said so because I'm the adult. <laughs> What if they're baby boomers? What if they're just such complete inept F-ups, such F-tards? The poor kid, even at the young age, oh, wait, whoa, hey, God, no. You're telling me what to do? You guys just filed for bankruptcy. You guys just you just lost the house. Well, now we're moving again. What's going on? You're giving me advice, Mom? I don't, ha- I don't have a full sibling here, and all my half-siblings have different fathers. You're going to give me advice? Hang on here. Now, hold on. So then you don't know. You don't know the wisdom. So then I could see if you have no trust. See, this is the thing. When you are younger and you have no trust, you legitimately, for good survivalistic reasons, have no trust because even your childlike logic can can identify and discern hypocrisies and, 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 and contradictions 
within your elders are trying to give you advice then that moots and negates all advice even the good stuff so then like you're walking on land because you don't you don't know any better and then slowly life is the ultimate teacher and it teaches you what you should and should not do then you got me or a truly genuinely older man or woman trying to give you advice and i can understand one unless you've actually you know lived it you you're not going to heed it but then two um if you don't have good faith or trust in your elders anyway with probably good reason why would you listen to any of it you say forget this i'm gonna strike out on my own and figure it out oh that's the tragedy though the true was like i mean i see these kids they're walking down oh hang on is my buddy here to get the truck hang on yeah it was him so anyway um yeah if there's the let's say you you are willing to heed and you're willing to listen to the old wise men, you ah, the old guy. They could tell you everything that will save you decades of life, hundreds of thousands of dollars, maybe even half a million dollars. But the question is whether you're going to listen to it because you think either you're going to be statistically lucky, like, yeah, you're going to get your degree in business and you actually are going to go work at Wall Street. <laughs> you think that you're going to make it somehow? Or that, oh, no, this girl who's bipolar, she's different. She's the one for me. Yeah, like that, that you're going you're gonna to take your odds because of what you want versus what statistically has proven out to be in history. Uh, or I don't, I don't know. It, it, it's, it's not until you suffer the pain of life, you suffer mistakes, or you just suffer bad luck because you made an innocent decision that, unless you had the wisdom, you wouldn't know what would lead down this path. You're like, oh my gosh, this is painful. This is, it's not until you have that sting does that strike a chord and incorporate itself into your genetics and your mental psyche. That then you're like, ah, never do that again. So, but, so in other words, what I'm saying, in the idealistic world, let's just say we took myself, Return of Kings, Rolo Tomasi, um, David Serini, Dalra, all these guys who have gone down different paths in life and know which paths are right, which paths are wrong, what they would have done differently. In the ideal world, we should be able to take a 14-year-old kid, give him or her all this wisdom, and let's say they go down the, the absolute correct tree path or, or, or node to, 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 to arrive at this great point in life would they even appreciate it or realize it because they wouldn't have any failure or pain to compare it to? Like, how do you know you're succeeding? Like, right now, let's say you're like this 19 or 20-year-old kid majoring in engineering. You don't know if you're going to succeed or not. And, of course, there is no guarantee. But there has been no success. You keep having faith in people that give you the wisdom, notably your parents, if you're, if you're going down engineering. And, okay, this is going to pay off down the road. Is it? And then let's say, okay, you get your $60,000 a year job. Let's say you get that. Now, for those of us who majored in stupid crap, made all these mistakes, we're like, oh my God, $60,000, that's amazing, because we only made twenty-five, thirty. But the kid coming out of college with the wisdom of the parents also makes sixty. To him or her, that's normal. They don't know that. They, they, they think, well, this is average. They don't have the failure or the background or the misery or the pain to realize how lucky they have it or how good they're, not lucky, how good they have it because they've earned it, obviously, if they went and they got themselves an engineering degree. So without that, I mean, it's kind of like smoking. Smoking doesn't hurt until you get the cancer, you know? 
So is there a way to show them infected lungs with uh, smoking cigarettes so they stop doing that? Having unprotected sex doesn't have an immediate consequence until you got the herpes boils on over on your unit there. So we got to show people pictures of a herpes-infected unit uh, to maybe, maybe scare them. So you need some kind of pain, some kind of deterrent. But if you, if you, if you followed the wisdom blindly, and it was good wisdom, you wouldn't know it was good wisdom because that would be your baseline. That's what just, well, this is expected. And you would always be looking up and saying, oh, crap, why didn't I major in? I don't know. Uh, some kind of computer thing and start myself a multi-billion dollar company over in Silicon Valley. Meanwhile, the vast majority of the rest of society is, oh, crap, why did I major and get my master's and whatever worthless liberals arts degree slave away at this place when I could have just majored in engineering? So that's that. That's what I want, and that's where I'm. I'm kind of like, well, does it? Can you really give advice? Can you give wisdom? Well, you can give it, but will it be heated? And not only will it be heated, even if they do heat it, will they appreciate the fact that they're not in student debt and they are not divorced and they're not working at some slave cubicle farm and that they don't have a commute? Like it's not until you have a commute do you appreciate telecommuting. Maybe that's the genius of the baby. Oh, baby boomer generation. I'm so sorry. I didn't realize your wisdom. You wanted us gen, us, us gen Xers and the millennials to suffer painfully from our own experiences and mistakes so we'd appreciate it as we got older, right? Is that what you guys were doing? Oh, it's so clear now. Oh, wow. The wisdom you guys had in the 70s and 60s. Said no one ever. <laughs> wisdom in the 70s and the 60s. Yeah, wisdom. Mature. Things you'll never hear in the same sentence. Wisdom, maturity, responsibility, crap. I was going to say something. Crap together. They got their crap together in the 60s and in the 70s. Nothing, nothing good. Nothing good came out of the 70s. Nothing good. That was, that was America's lost deck. You know how Japan has a... Two lost decades coming up on three now. That was the 70s. That was our definitely the the decade where America's just decided to not do anything, try it all, and just decided to do drugs and listen to really crappy music. To this day, I get a kick out of how now that, that the drugs have passed and everybody's a little bit older, they're kind of like, yeah, 70s music really wasn't that good. It's like, oh, you think so? You really think the 70s music wasn't that? I, I, you know, who, who knew? Who knew? Anyway, it is the Clary Podcast. I will be taking off for two weeks. I will try to be getting some podcasts and all that in. Um, wait, this is the Curse Full Podcast. It's Monday, but I skipped the Curse Free one. So anyway, uh, we'll try and do Curse Free anyway for the listeners. Uh, so I'll be uh, in a town near you if you are basically uh, north of the Mason-Dixon line or near the Mason-Dixon line. And uh, east of the Mississippi, I'll be coming through those necks of the woods. I don't know if I'm going to be stopping in. I got definite stops I have to make. And um, I'm, I'm almost to the point where it's like, yeah, maybe I'll stop in. Or I'll just keep driving and get back home. Like I said before in the last podcast, I, I just got back from Seattle. Now I got to take off tomorrow. And uh, the only reason I'm kind of looking forward to this is because there's like a ton of guys we're going to have the, the big nerd blogger podcaster meetup with poker. I'm going to pay for my entire trip with uh, poker. I got to get cash too. 
I gotta bring cash so I can put it. I really don't need cash. I mean, I'm not gonna lose the poker game. I mean, come on. You're talking the old Claremeister here. Uh, but I gotta get cash because of those stupid toll roads in Illinois and Pennsylvania. And I'll have to bring my checkbook because they will accept a check. They won't take credit card on the on the turnpike in Pennsylvania. No, they won't because you know you Democrats have managed that state so well. Uh, but they will take they will take a, a, a check. They will take a check. All right, let's do a little bit of sponsors here. Get those out of the way. Okay, the sponsors. This episode of the Aaron Clary Podcast brought to you by uh, Pushing Rubber Downhill. I got to be a little bit more quiet because now I'm recording. It's in the morning. I know it's 9 a.m., but at the Clary household, this is actually quite early. My tenant, he's very much like me. He's he's a younger fella, self-employed, and I don't think he wakes up much before noon either. Uh, pushing Rubber Downhill. Navsquam by Ann Sturzinger. You can go to annsturzinger.com, get that book there. The Black Man's Guide Out of Poverty, written by yours truly. Uh, Bachelor Pad Economics, the uh, Financial Advice Bible for Men. If, if there's one book you're going to buy, uh, the old Claire Meister's uh, suite of books, go get uh, Bachelor Pad Economics. Worthless, the Young Person's Indispensable Guide to Choosing the Right Major. Enjoy the Decline. Curse of the High. God, I got a lot of freaking books. Uh, Behind the Housing Crash, Top Shelf, Reserved, then Captain's Quarterly, and Reconnaissance Man. All those, you can just search Aaron Clary on uh, Amazon. Uh, but uh, what is it? Reconnaissance Man, uh, Curse of the High IQ, Bachelor Pad Economics, and Worthless. Those are all available in audio. So everything's available in paperback and Kindle. Uh, but those four, kind of the flagship books, minus Enjoy the Decline, that's going to be coming out in audiobook, hopefully before Christmas. And then um, B- uh, Black Man's Guide Out of Poverty. I want to do that in audio too. But my buddy, he, he wants to read it, and I kind of want him to read it because, uh, well, he's black, and, he's, and it's not just because he's black, but he also has a really good voice. Uh, he's busy. He's got he, The man works two full-time jobs. There's, there's an interesting case study there's an interesting uh has this has nothing to do with race this has to do with time management this guy works two full-time jobs and he does it through the use of his wife (laughs) but more importantly guile intelligence and an insane time efficiency management um i mean also there's the benefit today of working online You, you can work from wherever and it's just, it, he shows you what the potential is. He shows you what someone who's got, well, he's, he's also very intelligent too. A high IQ, efficient individual with above all else hustle, which is what he has, which is a very, that's rarer than intelligence. He's got hustle. Um, he pulls it off. He does it. And I think that's, I haven't really incorporated that much into my thought or my plans or philosophy, but it is possible. You can, you could probably bang out two jobs in 50 to maybe 60 hours worth of work it, it's it's just by anyway so uh, he he may read the the audiobook for that We're, but he's busy obviously he's he, he doesn't have much spare time left there's another thing all my other friend bastards who have children i see that guy more than more than more than and pretty much anybody else i know the guy's got two kids guy's got two jobs guy's married Oh, you think he'd never be let out of the house you say hey richard you want to go get a cigar I'm like yeah let's get a cigar he sounds like that, higher pitched than me. <laughs> he, 
he's also one of those guys who accidentally let it slip that yeah yeah i do listen to the podcast it's like wait a minute you wouldn't know that unless you listen to the podcast are you saying you do listen to the pie oh my god you're the third guy it's like admitting you have herpes you know oh yeah i listen to the clary podcast oh oh geez oh i used to have respect and admiration and now i don't i don't know um, yeah, so you can find those books online. Please uh, do their their available paperback, Kindle, and audio. Uh, day by day cartoon by Chris Muir, and then we have a new sponsor, new fan. I want I want to bring your attention to him. Jrguera. dot com. J R G U E R R A. dot com. This is a guy that has an album, uh, half the songs of which are influenced by the red pill he has one of the songs called enjoy the decline and uh he sent me he sent me he wanted to send me the album so he gave me a code to download it we've been having troubles with it because i wanted to use one of his songs he originally sent it to me on facebook i'm like this is a cool song you know usually it's like oh what dipshit kid well he's not a kid he's my age and the guy is actually quite musically talented sounds a lot like phil collins in genesis i was like wow this is you know this ain't some dipshit kid off the street so he has this one song that's really good like it starts off really slow and then bam they hit it uh with with the music and and uh lyrics and all that other stuff and i wanted to use that as the intro but we've been having a hell of a time for me to get an mp3 version of it so all i got is an mp3 version of all the other songs uh, except for the one that i wanted to do the intro anyway regardless um if you are looking to buy some music you want to help out a fellow Red Pill or Manasurian or whatever else have you, uh, go to jrguera, G-U-E-R-R-A dot com. Um, visit him. And if you happen to be in the Seattle area and you would like to have your gar- uh, guitar or your strings repaired, uh, visit him. He's over there in the Puget Sound area or Pudget Sound area, <laughs> as some people said. I shit in my teeth here. Hang on. But yeah, if you'd like to uh, go visit him over at the website. And um, get the music there. Uh, let's see, let's get all the other podcast podcasts. Let's, let's get all the other sponsors out of the way because I got to go hop on my motorcycle and get out of here. The logistics is I got to get. See, Chicago is Chicago is a very interesting town to navigate. Uh, you don't want to hit it during the daytime at all. You want to hit it at night. You want you want to you want to infiltrate and escape under the shadow of darkness. Uh, but I also want to take the, there's a scenic river route that follows the Mississippi River down to Dubuque, Iowa, and then you cut over. And basically, if you look, math, Atham, stop what you're doing, look at this map. Uh, so you follow the Minnesota-Wisconsin border down. Uh, you go past a town called La Crosse, Wisconsin, then you cut into uh, Ohio, or not Ohio, Iowa. And it just, it, it's uh, it's certainly not the rocky mountains or anything but it's a nice river valley there's cliffs and some trees and stuff so it's a very nice easy piece so not super fast otherwise you take this boring route and even that route isn't boring but i've been driving that freaking route since i've been three years old Uh, i've seen it and that's where you take the highway out of the twin cities you shoot straight south east to madison then you drop south into janesville and rockford and then you cut over and i've i've known that route since i was a little kid um I, heck, I even hear here. This this will be obscure. Let's see if anybody remembers this. For those of you in Delafield, Wisconsin, I remember when there was the Smiley Door Face. For any of you who who drove on Highway 94, 
heading west out of Milwaukee towards Madison. You'd go, and you did, it wasn't even a town. Now it's a big-ass suburb called Delafield. But the, the town at the time, there was a crossroads, you know, some gas stations and a McDonald's, which is still there. And we are going back to 1977, 1978. I remember there was a barn, and it had a smiley face painted on the door. And even though I didn't understand the concept of direction, north, south, east, west, or highways, once I saw that door, uh, that smiley face on the barn, I knew we were going to go visit my grandpa in Minnesota. I'd get really excited. Because I knew, like, that's where we're... Because that's the only time we would have gone. Uh, and thankfully, we never went past it not visiting my grandfather because I would have been torn up. I would have been messed up. And that, that, that barn door with the smiley face on it had been there for years, decades, literally decades. And I think five, six, maybe seven, eight years ago, I drove past it. And I kind of... Because if I'm coming in from Minneapolis, I'm going to Milwaukee. You, you're not coming the way to, to see it. So I always had to look back to see if it was there. And I looked... The barn's still there, but someone painted the door. It's, it's not. The smiley face isn't there. I was like, oh, I'm getting old. I'm finite. My childhood dreams are being painted over. <laughs> the only thing I have for my childhood is a, is a Hoover vacuum, and, uh, which is true. for the, 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 Most of you, if you're a new listener, I'm not joking. The one thing, there's two things. I take it back. Two things I have for my childhood. One is this bear pillow. Uh, that my grandfather got me and I've had that since I was about three I've had that since 1978 and then the other thing that I saved as a memento uh, because pretty much everything else was thrown out or whatever uh, is this old oh gosh it's got to be late 60s maybe early 70s this ugly tan beige Hoover vacuum and I would play on it as a kid and so uh, my dad was going to throw it out or something because it's so old I'm like no I'll take it so I got this Hoover vacuum and those are the, the, the two mementos for my youth that I have. He says, what was he buried with? He was buried with his Hoover vacuum. I said, that's odd. That's, yeah, well, that's, that's what he had. So, <laughs> oh, Anyway, so I got I to gotta make it down. And uh, with Chicago, especially if I'm going to be riding a motorcycle, um, you don't want to deal with traffic, Chicago traffic. You either want to hit it where it's like gridlock and no one's moving real fast so you don't injure yourself. Or you want to hit it at like 9 or 10 p.m. where, okay, you can move in. There's not that much traffic, and I can safely make it down there. So uh, since I'm taking the scenic route, going down the river road, and then cutting over the north tip of uh, Illinois, um, I got I need a lot of time. So I'm waking up early, and uh, I got to do dishes. Got to do that. Let me tell you what a nice guy I am and how sexy my girlfriend is. She She likes having her nails, French nails, which is a thing. Uh, and, and basically it means she can't do no dishes. And I don't have a dishwasher because I'm a minimalist. You can do dishes. Nothing wrong with doing dishes by hand. But it takes off the varnish or the chemicals, whatever the hell they put on the thing. All the girls, what three girls are listening to this podcast, like, mm-hmm, yep, that's what it does. And the other guy's like, I, I just want to fuck that. That's, I don't know what, what. So I got to go do the dishes before I take off. A lot of, a lot of logistics before I take off here. And, um. Uh, I also want to avail myself of daylight because um, last night it got a little cold. It was a little chilly. I was like, ooh, this is not going to be warm. And I better get inside the Chicago traffic. See, now now you want to be inside some Chicago. You don't want too much Chicago traffic. You don't want too little because if you have too little, then you're going way too fast. It's going to be chilly. But if I can get to 
Hoffman Estates, at least Hoffman Estates, maybe a little bit more. If I could get to O'Hare by the time the sun sets, there should be enough traffic that I have to slow down that the wind chill is no longer chilling me. And then it'll be a nice, comfy, perfect, comfortable ride. So I got to take a little bit. Maybe I'll go visit um, uh, Kim and Scott in Rockford, but I think they're working. They're, they're real people. Uh, but I'll, I'll figure it out. I got to do sometime. So I may have to chill out over on the highway, go to the McDonald's that's on the bridge over the interstate on I-90. Only, only people who like drive around Wisconsin and northern Illinois know about these places. The, the face with the barn and the McDonald's on the bridge. That was a cool thing when we go visit our dad in Michigan. We go to like, oh, wow, we get to go to the McDonald's on the bridge. Oh, yay. These were things. This was excitement in the 80s. <laughs> and you look back and you're like, what the fuck? That was fun. <laughs> oh, so we're going to bang out all the spots. Uh, easy Mode Blogging. Go to easymodeblogging.com slash captain. Uh, visit our good friend Pete. Uh, he's out there, and he will set up a blog for you with your own URL so you don't have to worry about community guidelines or getting shut down. He also does website design and development. Came up with another business idea. I might have to have him program. He's pricey, though. I'll tell you that. He's pricey. But but it's it, it's in market. I didn't realize web development was that pricey. And if you guys are looking for a job, learn how to program websites. That you can self-teach. And you can come up with fine fine designs like I did for assholeconsulting.com. I mean, if you want to see some, some professional grade A website design, go look at Asshole Consulting and see what the old captain did on a four-hour security shift. <laughs> Uh, that if you'd like to advertise on the podcast and the entire Clary Online Media Empire, that includes the YouTube, the blog, you get a, you get, uh, a banner ad, you get me plugging you on the uh, on the blog and all that other stuff. Uh, give the captain an email. Go to captaincapitalism.blogspot.com. Find my profile. You'll see a little uh, image of the Japanese animation character Spike Spiegel smoking some cigarettes with his feet up on a table. Uh, click on that. Send me an email via there. Uh, and then we'll go plug the hell out of you. Chad Elkins at elkinscpa.com if you're looking for an accountant. Red pill account, want to keep the money within Republican, conservative, libertarian, or not leftist, socialist, parasitic, commie, whiny, liberal circles, go to elkinscpa.com and uh, hire your residential red pill CPA. If you'd like to get a copy of the archives, you can get a thumb drive full of them. Uh, if you notice, we only go, we started episode, I think, 120 on SoundCloud, and that is because Pod, uh, Podomatic sucks. And so I had to switch from Podomatic to um, SoundCloud. And so the podcast archive, I will email you that. That is episodes 25 through 120. Don't ask me where episodes 1 through 24 went. They are gone forever, and they sucked anyway because that's when I was doing I, It wasn't when I was looking for my voice. It was more like I'm trying to learn the mechanical stuff, so the audio sucks. People would call. I'd be on my phone, so it's all crap. You're not missing anything. Anyway, it's 30 bucks, and the reason it's so pricey is because i got to pay for the thumb drive, shipping, and my time. And so um, I'm not trying to be a dick. I'm just compensating for my time. Then we have uh, different blogs, the podcast you may like to visit, The World of Lori Zook. Look her up. Uh, 405media.com. Small Scale Life. You can find our good friend, The Man, podcasting over at Small Scale Life. Uh, who else? Oh, DT is back. He started recording again on his podcast at uh, DT, the uh, Black Brigade, at the Black Brigade Debrief. You can find him at blackbrigade.org. And then uh, 
I think that's it. No one else is paying me to plug them. Well, these guys aren't paying me to plug them. They just they plug me in return, so I will plug them kindly in return. Uh, you can go to GloriousHat.com where you can get Glorious Carl's Glorious Hat. Winter's coming up. It's going to be nice and warm and cozy. Actually, winter's going to be cold and miserable, uh, but that's for you suckers up north. I'm going to be going down south and hanging out in Phoenix and Las Vegas. And, uh, yeah, my buddy, God bless him, he moved out to Vegas, and he's got an RV. Also another individual who, who accidentally lets me know through tipping his hat, his hand, that he's, oh, yeah, I listen to your podcast. I'm like, oh, you do, do you? Oh, well. But now he's got an RV in Vegas, and now, man, I'm going to live the true Vegas lifestyle. I'll just live in the RV, go down there with my truck. I don't even know if I'll be going down to Florida. There's, like, really no reason to go down to Florida without my buddy there. He'll be there every once in a while, but there's really no reason to go down there because like, he's kind of the only reason. Like, Florida's nice, don't get me wrong. And I do have some fans and friends down there, but he's kind of like he's kind of like a brother, an older brother I've never really had. And... Uh, if he's not there, it, Florida can suck. You're just sitting there by yourself smoking cigars. Like, yeah, I'm not as cold as I was in Minnesota, but ain't nobody around. Uh, so we go down there and give him guff. Uh, and we'll go, of course, visit the great Matt Baldoni. That'll be the poor bastard. He'll have two guys now. <laughs> what did he get into? He's like, hey, hey, I get to meet Clary, and then we meet. And then all of a sudden I bring all my, my, my crew with me. He's like, oh, shit. Now he brought his pilot buddy himself. Oh, my God. His girl, what the hell's going on? It was a nice, peaceful life that Matt had. He he was a happy, nice musician. Now I was like, oh, crap. David Zarini's here. What the hell's going on? Uh, Asshole Consulting, if you have a question or need some kind of specific guidance and wisdom and consultation specific to your situation or problems in life, and you think, for whatever reason, the old captain can help you, Go to assholeconsulting.com. Do not be a millennial douche. Do not be a baby boomer ARP member douche thinking, I need some free, I need a discount, can you help? Do not be a leftist piece of shit commie crap bird and think like, I, I should have it for free. I should have it for free. Aaron, will you please give up part of your finite life without compensation or renumeration? Numeration? Renumeration. Is that it? Is that the right word? No, fuckface, I won't. So go to assholeconsulting.com. Send me your questions. Send me your money. Follow the instructions. Well, how do I, what do I? Follow the instructions. Well, what do I? Follow the instructions. You'll become a misanthrope if you ever start your own business. You really will. You really will. I can't complain. Actually, I get, it's like the soup Nazi. If you want to know what it's like going, you say, oh, I wonder what that asshole, because it's like the soup Nazi. Do it my way, and you'll get your soup. It'll be amazing. It'll be quick. You go in. You shut up. You say, I'd like this soup, please. You pay, and then you stand over at the wall. That's how asshole consulting works. You you mess with that. You screw with that system, I double your costs because you are doubling my costs. So follow the instructions. Think about your problem. Email me your problem. I give you a price quote in return. You pay. Notify me when you do. That's the that's the key step there, ladies and gentlemen. If you don't notify, see, I'm not going to spend my time looking up whether or not you've paid. You notify me when you pay. I go align. I confirm that you paid, and then I answer your freaking question. I've had people email me months later. Hey, we ever going to respond? We ever going to answer it? I paid. I'm like, uh, did you tell me you paid? Did you follow the instructions? Oh no, I guess I didn't. Oh, well, I guess you're not going to get the consultation then. You don't get no coke. Uh. 
if any of you know where that quote from the movie is. So go to Asshole Consulting, where the consulting Nazi will go ahead and give you his advice. If you'd also like to help the captain, but uh, none of the sponsors, products, or services uh, interest you, you just have no use for them, go to the Amazon affiliate at captaincapitalism.blogspot.com. Click on the Amazon banner, and I'll take you to the Amazon site. But in doing so, going to my website first, it will give you a URL. Uh, or not a URL, there'll be code at- attached to your shopping session there. And I get 7% cut of what you bought. That's about it. That's, so it doesn't cost you anything. Amazon gives me a 7% kickback for driving traffic their way, a little sales commission for the old captain. And that way you don't have to donate money. You don't have to be a communist. You win, I win, Amazon wins. It's a win, win, win. And there's nothing really better than a triple win unless, like, I don't know, um, you're eating chocolate at the same I have no idea. AcademicComposition.com. Go to AcademicComposition.com where they'll do your resume for $100 and they'll write your homework and do your papers for you. A lot of you freshman kids are starting to realize college is just like high school except you're paying for it. And it's complete BS. So why don't you have somebody write your pointless, meaningless, leftist, liberal arts papers for you? Go to AcademicComposition.com. Talk to our good friend Alex. Have them do your pointless homework for you. All right. If you're also interested in writing, you want to make a little bit of money, and you want to have a location-independent job, go to also go to academiccomposition.com. Email Alex. All emails go to Alex. Do I look for Alex? Okay, maybe you shouldn't be applying to Academic Composition. You might make a good client, but maybe not a good, not a good writer. Go to academiccomposition.com. Follow the instructions. <clears throat> email Alex, which is all the emails, and then he will get back to you. Uh, because he's always looking for staff to write, and he's always looking for people to do marketing. It is a boring job. Do not expect excitement. Do not expect interesting. Expect it to be a pain in the ass, but it pays, and you can do it from wherever. So if you're desperate and you're looking for money, go to academiccomposition.com, contact Alex, tell him the old captain sent you, and uh, you won't be living off of peanuts ever again. Do the Philippines by Matt Forney. Go to mattforney.com. Visit Matt Forney's also online media empire. He's got pretty much my racket going as well. Uh, He has a ton of books, but the one that he is advertising the most now is called Do the Philippines. I like his hitchhiking book more, but for whatever reason you want to read about going to the Philippines and nailing chicks in the Philippines, you can buy his book, Do the Philippines. That's at mattforney.com. Also, speaking of books, we have two young men who are starting their online recording voice acting careers, and they are good. They are professional. You can go to jimfear138blogspot.com, where Jim will go ahead and do any voice recording you need for books or other stuff. You can also go to undertowaudio.com, where our good friend Undertow Audio or Undertow will go ahead and record for you. Um, they've both done one book. Jim did um, Reconnaissance Man, and Undertow did Curse of the High IQ. Right, they are. They got hustle. They are professional. I mean, like the the quality comes out great. Don't get me wrong, but if uh, you're and they're busy too. That's the other thing. I think Jim is is backed up until the end of this month. I think Undertow. I think he might have some availability. But if you're looking for any kind of work, uh, audio work to be done, contact those guys. They got great voices, better than mine. Instagram.com slash ultimate reading list. Go to our friends Max's site, his Instagram site. Uh, Instagram.com slash ultimate reading list, and there is a list of books for not liberals, not leftists. Uh, you may want to buy a book there, but you may also be interested in running ads on that site if you are an author. So hire Jim Fear or 
Undertow to do the audio recording of your books. But then also the next step is to go to Instagram.com slash ultimate reading list and email Max. Tell Max I sent you that the captain sent you. If you don't know or you can't find that on Instagram because Instagram might be a little bit more different, uh, email me and I'll put you in contact with Max because he's always looking for people to run ads on that site. So if you have a book, you want to advertise it, and it's not a leftist piece of crap, contact me at assholeconsulting.com. I'll forward it on to Max. In general, though, don't email. The only reason I say email me at assholeconsulting.com for that one is because uh, I have Max on my email at Asshole Consulting. Uh, don't, don't send me articles. If you're going to send me articles or stuff you want on the blog, send that to Captain Capitalism. Uh, so that's capped capitalism, not captain capitalism, capped capitalism at yahoo.com. Uncle Nick by Frank Servi. Uh, get the fictional book of a man gone red pill at Uncle Nick. You can find that on amazon.com, both the paperback and Kindle. Uh, then we have my two classes, the analysis and valuation of stocks, and then stocks, bonds, investing, oh my, both classes available on in the internet. You can find them by searching the titles, the analysis and valuation of stocks, and then stocks, bonds, investing, oh my. We also have Johnny Montoya Guitars. Go to johnnymontoyaguitars.com or just search Johnny Montoya spelled M-O-N-T-O-Y-A. Johnny Montoya Guitars, he has a class on um, how to play guitar. It's available online. You can download it. Go check out our new sponsor, Johnny Montoya Guitars. And that, I think, is it. Let me pull up the interwebs now. Hang on. From our Wyoming agent in the field. Yes, I do have one. Uh, She sent me a link to the University of Pennsylvania. Look, I, I don't know... Whether you kids nowadays, and even my generation, I don't know if you have, truly, if you have a psychological problem, if it's the inordinate amount of brainwashing and propaganda, it's the seemingly unlimited funds your parents have, either because you don't know the finances of your parents, but they either are making that much money that they can afford to send you to worthless colleges and degrees and programs like this or they borrow a ton of money but like a welfare bum you don't care like a trophy wife you don't care you don't care if it's debt or equity spending as long as the money keeps is spent on you but if you can't understand why why there's a bubble right now in education if you don't understand why the liberal arts are worthless and pointless i shouldn't say worthless that that to pay the amount of money that for for a degree well okay classes like this are certainly worthless i'm going to highlight one here in a second but if you can't see that this is a scam, that you are paying for something that has no value, that is not going to help you in your future, that is not going to help you achieve your dreams, that you can get something uh, of better education, better worth, and actually might help you down the road by going to the library and reading this stuff for free or going on the, idiot, uh, the internet and studying it for free. If you can't figure this out and you still waste yours or your parents' money and certainly your time majoring in stupid stuff like this, I can't help you. You are an idiot. You, you, are, you are worse than the banker scum that lent money to somebody that had bad credit, a credit score under 400, no collateral, a criminal record, and, and a, a track record of just never paying people. But I can't help you. So, but but I I don't know if you've been brainwashed to think you're entitled to this crap, that you're entitled to this hell that you're about to go through. It's not like I'm trying to prevent you from having fun. I think that's what it is. A lot of these young millennials and 
Certainly, it was my case in my generation where they're like, oh, it's the college experience. I got to go to college. It's college. Don't take it away from me. You, you, view, you view it like the promised land. You view it like Canaan. Like, oh, I, this is what I, I deserve. And I'm trying to warn you, you're going to hell. This is not a fun experience. And this will ruin the rest of your life. So I'm going to highlight another example of just how pointless... I mean, it's very cute we're shutting down all these for-profit companies, all these for-profit schools, as we should, because they're scam schools. I understand. It's the one thing Obama did right. But if you think just because this the University of Pennsylvania is accredited and therefore all of its degrees are worth value, I, I'm terribly sorry to burst your bubble. Case in point, from the Department of English over at the University of Pennsylvania, which has a good... The Wharton School, that's, you know... I don't. I feel bad being the Wharton School. Like we're in cahoots with these frickin' vermin, with this worthless parasitic scum. And all right, instructor Kenneth Goldsmith. And here's the, here's the title: wasting time on the internet. Uh, here's the description: live without dead time. Situationist graffiti, Paris, May 1968. Okay, so this guy is this guy an old baby boomer frick? Let's see. <clears throat> I don't know what wasting time on the internet has to do. <laughs> oh, look at this douche. Oh, guys. Oh, you got to look at this guy. Oh, he's, he's the fedora-wearing neckbeard type character. Oh, he's so precious millennial. Look at him. Kenneth Goldsmith writing has been called some of the most exhaustive and beautiful collage work yet produced in poetry by Publishers Weekly. So if he's so good, why is he teaching? What do we say about teachers, boys and girls? Those who can't do teach. Goldsmith is the author of 10 books of poetry, founding editor of online archive UbuWeb. I mean, you guys have heard of that, right? I wonder, Kenneth Goldsmith, let me look him up on Amazon and see how popular he is. And the editor of I'll Be Your Mirror, the selected Andy Warhol interviews. <laughs> oh, he's host a weekly radio show at New York City's WFMU, he's senior editor of Penn Sound. I mean, guys, do you, do you notice the scam here? Do you notice the racket? He has all these bullshit credentials of things that, that are in college and academia. He's never left academia. Um, he held the Ann Schultz Distinguished Fellow Professorship in American Studies in Princeton University, uh, received the Kavats. Electronic Music Award. He co-edited Against Expression and Anthology. I mean, guys, th th this this resume is it should tell you everything. He's still teaching. He doesn't this he doesn't make enough money in the real world off of writing like I do. Hang on, let's find this guy. Let's find this guy on Amazon. Let's see how the real world actually judges his works. Kenneth Goldsmith. Let's see if his literary works even compare to me. Wasting Time on the Internet. Uh, it's a book. Uh, it has two reviews. <laughs> Is this one of the professors that forces his students to buy his book? Capital, New York. Capital of the 20th century. This has three reviews. Uncreative writing. Oh, this has 12 reviews, guys. Uh, seven American Deaths and Disasters. 23, all right. There you go. You're almost as good as my least-selling book. Fidget, five reviews. Uh, that one doesn't even have any reviews. 
this guy writes a ton of books that nobody buys, and they're not highly reviewed. Oh, he co-wrote a book with Craig Dworkin. Oh, guys, here. You want empirical proof, go to Amazon.com and search your professor's name. See if you want to have a track record like this guy. See if you want to be uh, <clears throat> as successful an author. Why would you take English classes from a failed author? That's what I want to know. Look, I don't even claim to be a successful author, all right? I'm, I'm successful for the internet. I, uh, I am successful for uh, this being a hobby. Uh, but my God, guys... You know, I've never claimed it, that I should go and teach a, a class in English. But you know what? You kids are going to throw thousands, tens of thousands, maybe hundreds of thousand dollars worth of borrowed money and tuition taking this guy's class. But here we go. Uh, Situation is graffiti, Paris, May 1968, because that has something to do with what with the Internet. We spend our lives in front of screens, mostly wasting time, checking social media, watching cat videos, chatting and shopping. What if these activities, clicking, messaging, status updating and random surfing were used as raw material for creating compelling and emotional works of literature oh like you can like uh, you 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 over there writing your uh, world war and peace uh, novels could we reconstruct our autobiography using only facebook could we write a great novella by plundering our twitter feed could we reframe the internet as the greatest poem ever written using our laptops and a wi-fi connection as our only materials good at least you're not forcing them to buy your books that's one good thing this class will focus on the alchemical recuperation of aimless surfing into substantial works of literature. So basically, if I understand this, you kids are going to pay Lord knows how much intuition for a creative writing class. This is under creative writing to basically copy and paste your, paste your tweets into a book. And given Ken's track records of selling books, you're going to sell three or four of them. But at least you didn't put any labor or effort into it. Students will be required to stare at the screen for three hours, only interacting through chat rooms, bots, social media, and listservs. To bolster our practice, we'll explore the long history of the recuperation of boredom and time-wasting through critical texts about, efficient, about effect theory, ASMR, situationism, and everyday life by thinkers such as Guy Debord. Yeah, you guys want to look up Guy Debord? Because, <laughs> I, I, I mean, he's a favorite of mine. Oh, man. This is what happens with idle minds and unlimited parental money or government money. Guy bored. Oh, he has a Wikipedia entry. French Marxist theorist. Oh, what a shocker. He's a Marxist. Hey, let's look up the other people, huh? Uh, oh, this gal has a for Mary Kelly Irving. I wonder if she's a communist too. I wonder if she's a lazy, no good academic. Oh, Mary Kelly, comma, okay. Mary Kelly. Ba -ba -ba. Final victim of notorious unidentified... Oh, Jack the Ripper. Oh, was she in... oh, this is a different Mary Kelly. Oh, that's not the one. Mary Kelly artist? I, we can't even learn. Betty Free Frieden. Betty Frieden. Let's look up this one, see if this person has notoriety. Betty Friedan. Oh, God, she's hideous. Who is this gal? I've recommended, I've, I've seen this face. American activist, writer, and feminist. Okay, guys, do you see a political agenda? Do you, 
and this made up stuff, affect theory. What's affect theory? What point is this? Is this like intersectionality? Is this like critical thinking skills? Is this what people who don't have real jobs and want to avoid jobs in the real world they they come up with? Say, look at how intelligent we are. We came up with this concept, this thing. <laughs> affect theory. Ah, Wikipedia. How much you want to bet this isn't like the theory of uh, relativity or something that actually you, we would use to help you know generate electricity or something of value? Affect theory organizes effects, i.e. emotions or subjectively experienced feelings, into discrete categories and concepts, each one with its typical response. For example, the effect joy is observed through the display of smiling. These effects can be identified through immediate facial reactions that people have to stimulus typically well before they could process any real response to the stimulus. Affect theory is attributed to psychologists. So what the fuck does this have to do with writing? Honest to God. Seriously, you kids come out worse than when you went in. Like in terms of, of value to the rest of society. And I know, I know academia is all about themselves and looking into a mirror and being ingrained and engrossed within yourself and having and come. It has, the real world, the outside world has nothing to do with it. But as an economist, I just want to point out to you kids that if you're going to blow all this money on a degree to come in and basically become brainwashed and to the point, it's almost like you're getting infected with a mental virus that prevents you from thinking and interacting with the real world. Uh, and every day by, by thinkers such as Betty Friedman, Raymond Williams, John Cage, George, Jorge Parekh, Michel de Certeau, Henry Lefebvre, all these people. Okay. Hey, kids, go waste your money. What does this cost? I wish there was a price. They never put a price tag with these decrees or these collapses. <laughs> oh, man. Guys. All right. You know what? That's it. The old captain's got to upload this, get this shit done. I got to get on my bike. And I'm actually going to go live a little bit more of a real world than you kids taking this class where you're just going to look at the internet and then pull your post and make a fucking poetry book out of it. So that's it. Uh, if you could kindly go share, go spread the word, uh, blah, 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 blah. Um, share on Facebook and all that. And then I'll be doing a two-week road trip. I, I may or may not have time. If, if you're in the towns of Chicago, oh, where else? Then we're going down to Charlotte, Raleigh, D.C., Lancaster, Pittsburgh, and by that time, I'm going to be dead tired. Um, maybe Chicago on the way back again. Uh, maybe. Uh, but let me know. But it, 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 this is, this is going to kind of be a consistent rocket run. Like two days in one city, move on. Two days in one city, move on. And I'm going to hit the, uh, the uh, Dragon's Tail down in Tennessee. Everyone kept saying, the Dragon's Tail. you got to do the Dragon's Tail. I'm like, all right, we'll see if this is anything good. Because, you know, people east of the Mississippi think the Smoky Mountains are like a thing. You know, like, look at that Paul Mink guy. I mean, he's like... You know, mountains! Oh my gosh, it's a three hundred foot hill. Oh, we're gonna we're gonna conquer Castle uh, Mount uh, East Coast. Look at it, it's three hundred feet tall. My God! <laughs> uh, so they, it, uh, hopefully, hopefully this is a cool motorcycle ride. But I'm not gonna take my crotch rocket on. I'm gonna take the uh, the cruiser, so I may not be able to take these turns. But I'm gonna hit that anyway. We'll catch up with you kids later. Do me a huge favor. Buy all your crap on Amazon. Uh, post will be somewhat, obviously, a little bit light as I'm driving around on my motorcycle, but hopefully with uh, staying a day or two at each of these stops, I'll be able to bang out uh, a post. We'll see you guys later. Toodles.